What's up, everyone that's listening? Welcome to another episode of Talk My Credo Podcast uh, with yours truly. They call me Dante Credo or Raphael, depending on how you know me. Uh, and brother from another mother is here. Craig Mack is in the building. Uh, it is back to the dynamic duo because uh, he came in like a wrecking ball and <laughs> Now he's not here anymore. <laughs> so holy uh, rusted battle Batman. Yeah. He's so, missing in action. Missing in action once again. So hey, Biggie, uh, hope everything is all good with you. We did get some news that you know there's some COVID in the home. So we hope you know everything is well with he and his family. And oh, yeah. yeah. Prayers and wishes. Uh but with with that said, I, I'm not sure if people are really taking the COVID-19 thing as seriously as they should. Now, I'm not saying that it's a automatic death sentence, but at the same time, it's still something that can cause problems and can eventually be a facilitator to death. So like um, one of the main detractors and those who spoke out against, you know, COVID-19 and, and its validity, Rudy Giuliani, as we spoke about him before, um, you know, the one with the hair down running down his face, um, right. and spewing all kind of crazy lies and stuff. He came down with uh, uh, COVID 19 just a couple of days ago. Today is actually Monday the 7th, uh, and maybe it was maybe the 5th or whatnot when he was uh, and it was reported he had it. And this is not something I really want to celebrate, but then it's kind of like you know. I, I want to say karma and would I be an Ooh. asshole if I just say karma, you know, cause if you're out here and you are encouraging people to not wear a mask and not be safe and to not fall for the government scheme and la 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 la. And then you end up contracting it. So I'm like, how should I respond to this? Um, and well, I don't the, know. The, I think the best response is, is that's what you get. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the biggest problems that I felt Trump did as soon as he got in, you know, the 44th, President Obama, mm -hmm. he foresaw a pandemic, a global pandemic on the rise. So he that put was, together. That was, that was Ebola, he, right? Yeah. He, he, yep. Well, Ebola had happened, but they was like, look, we need to take precautions mm -hmm. just in case something like this happens again. So right. he, put the, he put the dream team together. He went and got Magic. He went and got Bird. He went and got Matt, uh, Jordan. He said, look, CDC, local governments, federal government, I'm putting my dream team together. So if and or when this happens, we have a response. Okay. A team, a team that can act quickly with federal funding, mobilize, deal with the issues at, at any point. And you know what Trump did the first thing he did when he got in office? What did he do? He fired them. Every fired. single one of them, he fired yep. them. Top scientists, top doctors, top CDC leaders, he fired them. You're not needed. You're not necessary. Yep. You're not necessary until a global pandemic takes place. Mm -hmm. 
And the theory is, especially with any kind of government role, if you're ready, you don't have to get ready. Right. You know, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, maybe that's just leadership from Obama. Maybe that's just knowledge that he picked up, that he learned, and was trying to be presidential, pass it on to the next man. But you can't make the next man, as they say, you can lead him to the water. You just can't make him drink. Can't make him drink. And honestly, let's just go ahead and keep it all the way on it. We know that he did what he did to spite and to literally destroy everything that Obama had done. Oh, it was and, all spite. Oh, Obama it, it, did it. Get rid of it. And it was, you know, just sheer pettiness, just yeah. complete pettiness because he emboldened that group of people, you know, fear-mongered them. And then he was like, everything that Obama has done, I will literally destroy. And that's basically what he right. did in like the first two years of his presidency. Yeah. He he went after every single thing that Obama was able to push through. And I, I emphasize able to push through because a lot of things, as we talked about in the last podcast, he wasn't able to because they were blocking him at every wake and turn. So, yeah. you know, if you worked with him, you were fired. If you did this or any type of associates, association with him, you were gone. He got you out of there, you know, to the point that he wouldn't even put up his picture in the True. White House. So, like, it, like it went to that pettiness. So, like, when I see the people like this, which honestly – this was probably the main reason why he's lost this this election because the his his way and inability and ineptitude of handling the the pandemic uh i think everyone was getting fed up and tired of all the rhetoric and the bs and and just the you know complete childish behavior that he was exhibiting um, but it was the handling of this pandemic, especially when it came out like, okay, you already knew about it. You knew how serious it was, but uh, you you still decided to play it down. You still decided to just be yeah. like, well, you know. Yeah, uh, and that's where he lost me at. And I think that's he, where he lost. Well, he tried to make it seem like, oh, I didn't want to panic the people. Well, it's a pandemic. There's nothing you can do to prevent that from happening. There's going to be a panic. Now, what leadership does is they recognize, all right, this is going to be a problem. So before it becomes a problem, let's bring it to a head. Let's go ahead and discuss it. Let's go mm-hmm. ahead and make some implementation so we can be right. prepared. There was no implementation. He tried to hide it. And that yep. works fine with children. When you're dealing with children and you want to hide information, you want to keep them from worst case scenario, cool, I got it. But that yep. don't work with adults. Not with adults. Nope. Yeah, Especially no, when, when they are dying from complications facilitated yeah. by COVID. And it's yeah. like, well, no, it's not actually the COVID-19 virus that's actually straight up going and killing people. It has, but as far as the numbers that we see, it's a facilitator similar to other things. Like uh, this is a very, uh, this is just an analogy. I'm saying it's comparable, but AIDS it's not really the AIDS that kills people. It's the fact that AIDS destroy your immune system. So when you mm-hmm. get sick with something, that tends to kill you. So, yeah. but that was, you know, mainly the whole, the whole thing there. And it was COVID that basically destroyed any chance of a reelection with him. Uh, and why they basically are throwing a full blown tantrum. Uh, and now well, it's just kind of. Well, instead of paying offense. Instead of being on the offensive side of things uh-huh. and we found out, we're going to go ahead and take precautions. We don't know how bad this is going to be. 
We want people mm-hmm. to take their own precautions. We want hospitals to be prepared. That looks like you know what you're doing. That yep. looks like you know what's going on. Even if you're wrong, let's say the pandemic wasn't as bad. Nobody criticized you for trying to do something to help the American people. Right. But when you hide it, oh, I didn't want people to panic, so I didn't tell you anything, and we didn't prepare. We just thought it would go away, and it doesn't go away. Now what you got to do is backpedal. Now instead yep. of playing offense, now you got to play defense. Well, we didn't do this because of this. Well, we didn't do that because of this. And no matter what you say, it don't make sense because people are adults, and they want results. Adults yep. want results, and if you're not going to give that to them, then you're going to mm-hmm. allow them to make their own decisions. Yep. He could have easily handled this a different approach and had the same outcome, but people see it in a different light. Yep. At least leadership would have showed them, all right, we knew we are going to take a hit. We're going to have these numbers. People are going to die. But this is what we're doing as a government. Mm-hmm. Instead of, oh, your family's dying. I didn't want to tell you about it or give you any information that could protect you because I didn't want you to worry about it. I didn't want you to worry about it. Oh, well, I yeah. didn't want you to worry. I didn't want you to be mad at me. You know, that yeah. type of thing. So, yeah. It, but it is what it is. So when you would think um, when he got it, when Trump himself was diagnosed, you know, you would think that people would start taking it more seriously. But of course, you know, he had to, um, you know, take this grandiose, you know, play about it, trying to still downplay even when he had it. But at the same time, I kind of wonder if he actually had it or not. I'm not really sure. But not that it really matters, but it's the fact that how you got it, mm. you know, which was, what, maybe a week, weeks before the election? You know, you know I never, I'm a conspiracy theory, and I didn't think about that. Maybe he faked it because he was up and about in two or three days later, like nothing yeah. ever happened. Yes. And so that's what I'm like, you know, weeks before the election, uh, let, me, let me just check and see what that um, <laughs> when was I that? Know, I don't know about that one. That's a that's a conspiracy theory right there. Well, right I there. was like, you know, this was October the eleventh, like right there, at the beginning of October. It was like a month before the election, and this was this mm. was after that crazy debate that he had with uh with biden where he just looked like a complete idiot and then the sound bites the proud boys stand back and stand by because you know he wouldn't condemn white supremacy right. um and so i i just i just thought that it, it was too convenient like now you got COVID 19 I, I don't know. I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist in in the regard of that particular area, but it did look a little fishy to me. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's another question. You know, they gave them that experimental cocktail that uh, what is it, monocolon antibodies or whatever. Right? Uh-huh. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but normally before something can be a, as administered. It's got to go through all these checks and balances and be approved by the CDC and the medical mm-hmm. board. You just can't just give it to people, right? right? There has to be a – don't they have to have a trial basis where some people get it and then some people get a placebo and see who who, who the effects are, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, how is it that this drug that's clearly not FDA, FDC, FDA approved gets given to the president? And everybody's like, okay, give it to the president. Yep. 
Give it to the so, president. Let let so let's my, experiment okay, so on the president. So here's my question: Is the drug already tested and approved, and only certain people are getting it, or is the drug untested, unproven, and we just risk the president of the United States testing this drug? Uh, <laughs> or okay, and I know I'm a conspiracy theory, so yeah. maybe his condition was worse, and this was a. We don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. And we got to give it to him. Because it just, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it seems pretty ma- premature to give the president, the free leader of the world, uh, a experimental drug that's not cleared by the CDC or the FDA. And yep. then you don't give it, but you don't give it to the public. Public can't get it. Public can't get it. Yeah. Public can't so. get it. But then they also, you know, then like, all right. If y'all do have the means of absolutely curing this thing to where you're back up and risen in three days tops, right? Then which that's a very quick turnaround too, by the way. A very quick turnaround. Now it wasn't even three days. Now it was the on the third day he was like, "All right, I'm I'm completely." But he was back up and walking and stuff, and and not saying that it will completely, you know, you know, just put you down and like paralyze you and you know debilitate you or whatever, but. Uh, you know, he was just acting like he, everything was by the third day. You know what? Everything was fine. COVID, what? What happened? So it mm. makes me wonder. You know, if y'all was able to find something that fast, I wonder what else do you have the cure for that you won't give to the public? Mm. Uh, so, and, and you know, he's overweight. He's seventy-four years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, just by standards alone, he should have some type of complication. Yep from this disease i mean unless he's just saying they're just saying he's just healthy as a horse but i doubt it <laughs> I, I doubt it so just like you said now because they said that um you know the the covet is it affects the older people more and they're the ones who are more at risk and you back up in three days. So they, they went to Area 51 and, and got the miracle drug and gave it to you. And now you are, you know, back up. But with even with that, I don't know to, to the that. public, like to a supporter, like in the mind of a person who supported Trump and ride for the Trump cult, because it's not even a Trump train. It, it's, it, it's a full flat out cult. How would you perceive that? Like if... This man is telling you it's not that serious. It's just going to disappear. Um, you know, downplay the deaths, downplay it. It's not that serious. Uh, we will be free. La 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 la. And then he gets it. What would what would your reaction or perception be? Like, because I would think it'll be like, oh shit, he has it. So maybe I need to take this a little bit more seriously. Like. When I'm out, maybe I I can wear this mask. Like, I don't know. But it seemed like it didn't phase them at all. Like they, it's almost like they knew. Like, yeah. So it's like. Is that, that's, the, that's the problem. When you know something, it's hard to pretend like you don't know information when right. you have it. Yeah. So it was. And so, it, so then now the people in your cabinet or your administration, your lawyer team, Rudy Giuliani, um, now he has it. Uh, but before then, Donald Trump Jr., he had it. He contracted it while he was on these trails and campaigns of trying to, 
you know, prove to the world that there was a, a, a election fraud. So it's like, what, what exactly, what will it take for y'all to be like, okay, regardless of what your beliefs are, but just out of respect and consideration for your fellow American, for your fellow man, let me at least protect myself and protect you from whatever, because even though I may not believe it would affect me the way that I, I, I think it will affect me, I don't know how it will affect you. So I, I'm just thinking regardless of what you believe, just if you have respect for your fellow man and love for your fellow man and your fellow American, if you are as patriotic as you uh, believe to be, then for your fellow American, then I can wear this mask when I'm going to the grocery store. Like they saw it the other way. I, I, yeah. you know, Raphael, when we get to these positions of point of view, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just think that I am incapable at times of understanding how other people see things. I listen. Yes. I hear it. I digest it. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stack up. Things have to make sense to me. Yep. And what you're saying to me is, hey, as one American to another, just in case, because you don't know, let me put this mask on, not to infringe upon my own freedoms, mm-hmm. but to ensure I'm not infringing upon yours. Right. And that, that's all the mask is. So yep. is, it, is it uncomfortable at times? Yes. The yes. people dislike wearing it? Of course. But yes. if it's going to prevent me from giving it to you, who could possibly be around your grandparents, your mother, a newborn child, and give it to them, yes, then then I feel like I have a responsibility as a citizen mm-hmm. to 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 extend that level of respect. It's no different. It's no different if we're in line or something. And you start sneezing and coughing. Cover your nose. Cover, cover your, your nose. nose. Don't don't put your germs on me. I don't know what you got. Right. So that's exactly. all it is. We're, we're taking that level of respect that cover your nose, cover your mouth, and we're going to another level of respect. That's how I see it. Yep. So when I see people protesting and taking the mask off and blowing on other people, I just have to be honest. I just don't get it. I don't either. The mask, don't it. Don't, it don't add up. I don't understand why we would do that to each other because what we do know is it will catch. It will spread just like any flu. The mm-hmm. flu, and that's another thing. If this was just another old flu, everybody still be taking precautions. They yep. be wiping their hands down, washing. What do we teach kids at school? Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Use hot water. Fifteen seconds. Even we we even teach this to children to give them an additional level of respect because they don't know. They don't know that they're spreading drones, so we teach them. But we can't get adults to do it. I don't. Man, I don't get it. And that's the thing. I don't get it. That's the thing. But then it also gets it also makes you wonder just how nasty are people? Like people are nasty. And that that's the whole this premise that I get. Like mm. you are offended when we tell you to keep yourself clean. Yeah. And to hold a a safety measure again not for your sake yeah but for your, your fellow american just yeah out of consideration just wear your mask 
because regardless of what you feel like it will do to you, you don't know what it will do to somebody else. And you don't know who is in that person's circle and how it could affect that person who they may be around. So it's, but you well, then they, they bring up so, this, this term that the, the government is infringing on their freedoms. Okay, and this is when you, when you lose me again, because we, told, you know, we talked about this word freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, you have liberty. Right. The government allows you to do things because when you became a citizen of the United States and you choose to live here, you play by America's rules. Mm-hmm. Whether you're born here, naturalized here, or become a citizen, you choose to play by the rules. Yep. So I don't understand when the government that we're asking people to lead to do something and they do something, mm-hmm. we have to contest it, even though it makes sense. Now, if it didn't make sense, I understand. Right. But the, what they're asking to do is, hey, we can't. What the, this is what they're saying: we can't really stop the spread of this virus. It's airborne. It's everywhere. We can only try to slow it down and mitigate it. So right. we introduce the six feet apart. People don't want to do that. Nope. You can't stand six feet apart. You know, before they taught me social distancing, six feet apart. You know, when I'm in the grocery store, you know how far I stand anyway. Mm-hmm. I stand six feet apart. I'm gonna give you your space to operate. Exactly. You might no. you might need to turn around or back up or drop something. I don't mm-hmm. like being all up on people in line. I want you to have room to operate. I want the same thing. I don't want to hear you breathe behind me. You know, I don't I don't want you to be so close to me, like cause you're so anxious, you bumping into me. Yeah, I give people space. So yep. again, I don't they introduced it, it made sense. I rock with it. They went to the next level, they said, hey, put the mask on. The mask not for you, it's for the next person. Cool. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. We don't want other people to get it and spread it to those that are vulnerable. Makes sense. Put the mask on. It don't hurt you. It don't harm you. It doesn't take away from your freedom. So I, I don't know. Well, this is something that we have to just kind of pivot into because it's, you, you made a, a really good point about something. Personal space. Now, this is something that a lot of people a lot of people, hot take time, white people, they have a problem with personal space to where it's a problem to where like, sir, why are you three inches from me? Yeah, yeah. Take a step back. And this is why, honestly, I think people have such an issue with social distancing because they don't understand personal space. Now, I think as far as with black people, we're like, yeah, cool, because you ain't... <laughs> we kind of do it naturally, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, it's just something we automatically do. Nah, get, stay yeah. out of my space. Y'all understand yeah. the concept, the personal space. I, I get think that. with people and, and white people, majority, <laughs> <laughs> y'all have such an issue with personal space. It just... Y'all would just park right beside inches from somebody. I'm like, yo... Why are you so close to me? Hey, I don't even park beside up here. I go to the back of the parking lot. Listen. I would do the extra walk and let me have my room to open my door. I don't get it because I do the same thing. I do not park uh, in places where I'm going to be like crowded because it's it's not even for my space. It's honestly, I don't want you hitting my car. Yeah. Or when we're standing in line anywhere, yeah. I'm not going to stand right behind you, like right yeah. on your neck, 
but why are you standing and breathing on my neck? Can't yeah. you take two steps back? If you take two steps back, that's what, three, maybe four feet? That's fine. Listen, Nowadays, listen, just take an I'm, extra step back. Like, y'all don't understand <laughs> just a concept of Look, give people out. their space. I'm and I think that's, that's the problem with time. this whole COVID thing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what happened to me one time. I'm in, where was I? I was in Orlando, Florida. Uh-huh. You know, when you're at the airport, you go through security. You know what I'm saying? And it was, yeah. a, it was a hot day. It was a packed day. And this person of Caucasian persuasion <laughs> was behind me. Now, clearly, I could tell he was in a rush. Everything he was doing in a hurry. He did not take the prescribed two hours prior to flight to get to the airport as I did. So uh-huh. my security experience was a little bit different. I'm taking my time, checking my belt, my shoes, or whatever. He tried to do everything as fast as possible, and he's right behind me. I move a foot, he moves a foot and an inch and a half. <laughs> He's on me. So I said, okay, as soon as I get some room, let me move forward again. I move a foot, he moves an inch and two quarters. Wow. So it just got to the point, I said, hey, I can tell you in a hurry, won't you go ahead and get in front of me, even though there's 50 people in front of us and you ain't going nowhere? Uh-huh. I'm going to go ahead and let you get in front of me so you don't have to keep getting all up on me. Because I got PTSD, and I don't want to have to hurt you in the airport and get arrested because you don't have to keep some space between us. Right. So I literally, I said, you know what? Go ahead and go in front of me. He didn't hesitate. He went and went four and a half feet. <laughs> True story, not lying. He went four and a half feet, and then he did it to somebody else. He did not get there any faster. Nope. I, and, and since we're on the subject of, of just – Social etiquette. Uh Let's talk about it. Now, I don't live in the state of North Carolina. I live in the state of Oklahoma. Uh But in the state of Oklahoma, when you're driving on a two-lane highway, right, Mm -hmm. the right side, the right lane is for traveling, exiting, entering the highway. Yep. The left lane, this is called the passing lane. Yep. It is not designed for travel. It is designed to pass cars or vehicles on the right yeah here's the problem i have and this especially applies to trucks if the speed limit is 65 miles an hour and the truck is doing 64 but the truck behind them is doing 65 uh-huh. what is the purpose of passing this truck because it's gonna take you 15 minutes because you're just doing 65 miles an hour mm-hmm. to get around this truck and then you know what he's going to do when he gets there? He's going to slow down from 65 and drive at 64. Yep. Now, I just don't get it. Yep. Why does an 18-wheeler need to pass another 18-wheeler? I think it's done intentionally. I think they have. Else down? I think, yes. I think it's similar to, to the police and how the police will always ride for their own. And no matter what's being done, they will always tick up, stick up for one another. So in a much lesser sense, if a, if a truck driver is driving in the, in the right lane and, a one, and a, another truck is driving in the left passing lane but is not driving at passing speed, right? Um, I think they look over at each other. And just, and just hold it. Hold what you they, got. They give, a, they give a little nod because ten, you know what they do. Ten for a good buddy. Hold yep. what you got. It's like, all right, let's see how long we can hold this thing, buddy. And, they, and they're they going to go. <laughs> they're going 
Raphael, they will. They will. They will hold it for miles. I'm I'm behind these trucks, and I'm looking. I'm like, why? Why? What's the point of passing? I mean, you're you you're doing sixty six. He's doing sixty five. Yep. Why don't you just stay behind him? What's the point? I don't understand the point mm-hmm. of passing him. Yep, it's to say, let's see how long we can hold up traffic. Look, if, I, I, I if I'm in the right different. lane, if I'm in my cruise control and I'm doing 65 and yep. the car in front of me doing 65, I'm just going to chill behind the car. Yep. I'm not, yep. I'm not trying to pass you. You're, mm-hmm. you're holding speed. There's no need. <laughs> right? That makes sense, right? Yep. Sometimes when you get on your cruise control, you just chill. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're doing 60, 50, or whatever – or if I'm driving aggressively, I'm going to go ahead and make that move. But I'm going to make it and get out of the way, move back to the right. Uh-huh. These, these, these trucks are killing me, Raphael. They move over to the left lane, and it takes them 15 miles to pass the truck, right? Because the yep. guy in the right lane, he ain't going to slow down to give you the option to pass. Nope. Right? He's nope. traveling. Then when they get over, do they speed up? No, they slow back down. They slow Which down again. to me. Which ultimately forces the guy behind him that he just passed for 15 miles to get into the left lane and try to pass him. Yep. It makes no sense. It ought to be against the law. I don't understand why trucks. Yeah, I I think a lot of the driving (sighs) etiquette things that people do should be uh, upgraded. Oh, it just kills me. Yeah, it should be upgraded to legislation. So, (laughs) and and I don't know about North Carolina, but we have, there's legislation. Slower pass. Slower traffic has to move to the right. Uh huh. So in Texas and Oklahoma, people do 80, 90 miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Then these slow cars get in the left lane, and everybody's just riding this slow car. And for the life of me, why don't you just speed up and get over and get it over with? Right. Go five miles an hour over, get to the right lane, and let traffic flow. I don't be understanding. It should be a ticket. You should get pulled over, and the and the the officers should say, "I'm giving you a ticket because you are a stupid driver. You don't know how to obey the laws of the road, and you're not courteous to other drivers." Had it been me, I would have ran you off the road intentionally. Yep, and I, I think it ticket. would be like I don't know, especially on, on law enforcement, especially when they have to meet their quotas and stuff. Like, start doing that. Like, hey, you you for word it however you want to word it. But you driving stupid. So here's your ticket and make that count towards uh, your quota that you need every month instead of targeting black folk all the time and giving them your taillight is busted tickets. And then, oh, I think I need to search your car. And then, oh, no, I fear for my life, and now you done shot somebody. You can see yeah. how it escalates. So all you had to do was just pull over somebody who was actually driving stupid, and that's a black life saves. You see? See, I just, I just solved it right there. You Police can save down, a life. So. You yep. can save a black life a day by not giving out speeding tickets. Exactly. So, you know, see, I just solved it right there. Case closed. See? I, uh, I, let I me tell you it. one more thing that irritates me, right? What's so, up? So, you know how the person that's driving slow gets into the left lane, right? Mm-hmm. Then they get in the left lane, but clearly the right lane is open, right? Yep. But they don't get over. They just stay in the left lane. Mm-hmm. So, what you got to do, you got to be aggressive, jump into the right lane, speed up, Yep. This is the part that frustrates me, right? Now I got to make eye contact, right? Mm-hmm. Because now I need to see which asshole who, am I who dealing did, with. Who today. are you? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have the audacity to look at me like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> they, 
they're looking at me like, why are you passing in the right lane? Say, well, how, how dare you pass me? Yeah, First well, of all, if, because, if you would be in the right lane, I'd be passing you in the left lane. Yes, well, it's just because we have this thing where we think the role belongs to us. Again, we think it's all about us. So however way I drive, y'all need to adjust to me, not the other way around, not to the fact that this is my place. This is a a means of transportation that I'm using that I am sharing with everybody. But nah, is when I'm here, this is my shit. And this is how I drive. And y'all need to adjust, yield, and and carry yourselves accordingly to me and how I drive. And if oh, you do anything off. that is uh you know in challenge to that, then you are in the wrong. So yeah, I'm gonna be in the passing lane going 45 and a 65. And if yeah. you dare just speed by me in, in the right lane and 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 I, I don't understand or think you should do that, then yeah, you are the asshole. You are the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, that's I, how I, a lot of crazy road rage things yeah. happen. Yeah, it, um, I get it. I get it. I don't want to hurt nobody, but like I really just want to just bump them out of the way. Just bump them down the road. Just give them a bump. Not hurt them or anything. Just bump them. Just I, I don't know. Just, just to let them know. Just hey, to let them I mean, I've seen a lot of Dukes and Hazard. So I think I'm, I'm pretty good at being able to disable a vehicle without hurting the driver. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think I can yeah. do that. I, I think I can do that. So I just need North it's, Carolina to come on and make that legal. And then, you know, I, I think the road will actually be safer if they know. That, just hey, get over. Yeah, just get over. Yeah, just like so, somebody's gonna spin me out and leave me in in the in the cow farm pasture thing. You know? That's just my thing. Just get over. You're not. Yeah. You're doing. No. If you're only going to do the speed limit, which is fine, I have no mm -hmm. problem with that. Do the speed limit or less. Totally have no problem with that. Right. But do it in the right lane. Do it in the right lane. Yep. You're not going to pass that truck who's doing sixty-five. <laughs> Because you're doing 64. And it don't matter if you pass him anyway, because he's trying to pass the truck in front of you. So before you two assholes get in this left-hand lane, please let those that want to get to where they're going responsibly and safely pass y'all, because y'all ain't going nowhere. Let us drive our vehicles the way we choose to drive. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. I ain't saying you got to get out of the way because I'm going fast. I'm saying get out the way because you're going slow. Right. Go go slow in the slow lane. You want to be safe, be safe. Do it in the right lane. Let those that need to get where they're going go. They're going to go anyway. Let Just them let them go. do it in a safe manner. Let them do it in a safe manner. If I'm in the passing lane and you run up on me quick, you ain't got to worry about me. I'm turning my blinker on. Yep, I'm, I'm getting out, out the way. Yep. Clearly, you got somewhere to be. Yep. Let me get to where I need to be. Go ahead and go. I'm if they do 100 way. going by me, they're going to do 100 going safely. Well, I, I tell you why that's a problem. Again, you know, going back to the this is my road, y'all drive according to me because those different things, those terminologies that we learn while we're learning to drive, like yield, you know, we're not going to do that. Like me, yield, yield to you? Who the fuck are you? Well, how, dare, <laughs> how dare you say you want me to yield to this asshole? No, I do that. No, that's the problem. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna drive 45 in the passing lane, and you're gonna yeah. say that right beside me. 
and, or behind me. And if you pass me, then you're the problem. You're the problem because yeah. how dare I'm not going to yield to you. You yield to me. I run this, and that's the thing. Uh, so speaking of which, speaking of which, we're gonna make it turn because you speaking like just just bump it. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is uh, making a comeback. <laughs> Is he supposed to be fighting Logan, Paul Logan? Logan he, Paul? Said, he said, you know what? I don't appreciate what you was doing to my man, Nate Robinson. You, you wearing his jerseys after you knocked him out. You posing with his jersey on. You talking all this trash on social media. You know, you feeling yourself. You know what? Nah, I'm not going to let you do my boy like that. February, let's fight. Let, let's, let's have another exhibition. And me and you fight. And he took him so... As of now, Floyd Weather's going to make his return to the ring, and he's going to fight a YouTuber. Um, I just can't help but laugh at this. <laughs> I cannot help but laugh at this. I don't I, think it's funny. I think Floyd's going to give him the business. Exactly. Now, 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 will Floyd knock him out? No, he's not a knockout artist. No. Nah. But, but what you're going to see is boxing at a very high level, something I, he's not used to. And I think – that is the point that Floyd Mayweather is trying to make. Is I right, you feeling yourself? You knocked out an NBA star who's not a boxer. No, and he proved that clearly. Shoot, he's not even a fighter. Let's just be no. honest. So no, he's, a, he's, he's an a athlete. He's yeah. not a fighter, and right. y'all feel and you feeling yourself, and you you getting you you getting the big head because all these memes and jokes and ha ha he's. Sure. To his credit, though. Right, to his credit. I mean, I think it's very warranted. You know, as as he said, you got all the Sonic rings knocked out of you. So, yeah, yeah, you deserve to get get that slack. But But I don't don't think you should go crazy because you knocked out of nobody. Right. And and that's the point, I think, that – and the reason that Floyd Mayweather is getting back to it, like, okay, let me show you a real – let me show you a person who does this. I does this, and I'm going to show you the level. So he only been training, what, maybe a year or so, talking about uh, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, or wherever he's going by, um, and only had, like, one or two fights, but not, like, professional fights. they just yeah. been, like, celebrity exhibition fights. Yeah. I, I want to know what he got paid. I'm sure Mayweather paid him a nice piece of change for him to do this. To fight Mayweather? Nice piece of change. Yes. Yes. See what this. Yes. So. He probably ain't making no money. Mayweather going to make some money. Um, I just want to see. To fight. So. Um, they they might not even have the contract out yet. That's true. But what whatever it is, it's going to be in Mayweather's. Uh... Oh, it's it's going to be ran by his team. It, like no doubt about it. it. It's going to be ran by his team. Um. Now they're already saying the price to watch this fight is seventy dollars pay per view. Woo. That's yes. the price to watch it. That's crazy. They say, mm. well, they have like early vote, not early voting, but uh, early ticket things now. So you can uh, get it at a discount. But it's like the first one million sold is at 25. And then the second million is 39. 
and then it goes know, up from there. Then it goes up from there to to seventy. It scales up, so to speak. But it's hey, that's some that's some real trickery right there. Because you know what what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna go rush to buy it, and then they go say, "Oh, we done sold over a million. Yep, it's seventy dollars." Then they gonna be like, "Man, I really want to see the fight. Let me pay the seventy dollars real quick." Yep. And then they're gonna look at it. And honestly, I don't think it's gonna be a good fight. Honestly, it's gonna be. A good boxing, I don't think it's gonna be entertaining at all. It, it's not. No, it's not gonna be a fight. It's gonna be a professional showing you how the job gets done. Yeah. And you're gonna see Logan get frustrated and try to knock him out, which mm-hmm. everybody's tried to do. But he, he got too much of that defense. He rolls the shoulder. Rolls that shoulder. And then <sighs> when you get to hitting him right here, he comes that right cross. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just telling you, I get it. It's frustrating because you can't control the pace of the fight. If you try to pick up the pace of the fight, he slows it down. If yep. you try to play defense, he picks you apart. I've seen it. That's yep. why I think he's one of the greatest because there's nobody he has fought that has even come close. They didn't – They. Oscar De La Hoya, you can put anybody in there you want. Oscar threw Haymaker at the flurry. Yep. He didn't hit nothing. Nothing. I'm just telling you, I've seen, I've seen it, and I have not seen anybody counter it. I have not seen anybody really slow it down. It's always in the beginning. He lets you get in some punches to see what you can do. This lets everybody think you got a, a handle on him. By the fourth mm-hmm. and fifth round, he dominates the fight. Yep. Like, that right cross of his is so accurate. It's so deadly. When you're tired and winded and that punch lands, it's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. Because I'm telling you, he'll give you the first three or four rounds mm-hmm. so you can wear yourself out. Yep. He, then, he plays the marathon game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, but then, you know, he again, he doesn't, he doesn't go for the showmanship per se. You know, he goes for the the technicalities, like he yeah. the, he the, the science. He's a master of the science of boxing, where yeah. just basically is the art of hitting without being hit. Being hit, yeah. And he's he plays master. that game, and he will run that score up uh, on you every yeah. single time because you know. And again, you know, yeah, it looks boring, but you know, for those who knows what he's doing, it's amazing. But I find this extremely Floyd Mayweather like because Floyd Mayweather will will always take an opportunity. He will always jump on an opportunity. Like he is such an opportunist and a very yeah. shrewd businessman. He yeah. sees a this, big payday. The money got to the money got to be stupid. Whatever it is, yes, he's already they've already done some calculating somewhere. Mm-hmm. And for Floyd, who don't need money to come out of retirement, yep. the money got to be spectacular. Exactly. I mean, they pay, they paid Tyson ten million to come out of retirement. Yep. I can only wonder what they about to play for it. How much did they pay Roy Jones? Do you know? Uh, one point one million guaranteed. Four point one if he wins or ties. Oh, okay. And then they gave Tyson ten. That's yeah, Floyd. Crazy. Floyd wasn't the uh, the the ticket puller. He wasn't the one pulling people in. It was true. Tyson. True. That's true. They people wanted to see Tyson knock out Roy Jones Jr. That's true. That's true. And then they paid they Robinson six hundred dollars. All right, we're gonna get six hundred dollars. But man, I, I don't even know. Like I, I will. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm most likely gonna bootleg the absolute shit out of this fight. Um, I'm not paying seventy dollars for this. 
Well, I'm not going to bootleg it. I'm just going to watch it when it comes on YouTube. Or you, you're whoever right. puts it on Facebook. Somebody's going to put it up. You're right. Someone's going to put it up. Yeah. Uh, they're going to live stream it from somewhere. And I don't mean <laughs> to be dry snitching on any one of you because I love you. I, yeah. I need no, I need y'all to put it on so I can see it. <laughs> yes. Because I'm, I'm not paying $70 to watch oh. any pay-per-view. The last pay-per-view match I think I saw was like WrestleMania 20. I can't remember the last one that it might have been WrestleMania 20. I can't remember the last one I paid for. Uh, but again, you know, there's there's people who always put it up. And so I yeah. don't even go to any type of pirate sites. People put it up and I'll watch it until, you know, someone flags it and takes it down. Yeah. Or I would just uh for the most part I just kind of read the recap, like CBS Sports or, you know, all these other sites. They'll just put up the recap, and I'll read the recap, and then I'll just watch a little highlights, and I'll put yeah. everything else together later. Um, especially now, a lot of them are putting, like, full events of the pay-per-view events, you know, days. So, like, all right, I can wait, you know, a few weeks or whatever until you actually put it up for real. And then if it's something I'm really, really interested in, then I'll catch it then. But um, – yeah, there's no there's no matches. I I don't know. I, I like boxing, yeah. but there's like there's no matches that really catch my attention. Well, Maybe think, Deontay Wilder. Yeah, and I was getting ready to say outside of that, you know, why do you think boxing is taking such a decline as far as um, just the star power that it had? You were just loaded with stars. Do you think the UFC had something to do with that? Uh, yeah, uh, or, because, or the rise of mixed martial arts. Yeah, well, because it's more action packed. It's more more bang for your buck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many how many times have you seen fights where it's supposed to be this big fight and it's either it's drawn out, it goes uh-huh. to the cars, and you, you you watch the thirty minute fight just for it to be a, a, a unanimous decision? Like UFC, you are gonna get your money's worth. <laughs> yeah. I don't know another way to tell you. you somebody get knocked out, choked out. Yeah. So, yeah. Someone's gonna bleed, get knocked out, choked out. Arm break, leg break, you yeah. know, whatever the case may be. Um, you're gonna you're gonna pay fifty dollars for thirty seconds of fighting. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, because you also keeping in mind of people's attention span is horrible, especially now because you have so much available at your fingertips. So, oh, you're yeah. so you you're just not going to be that interested in things. You know that that is that takes a long time, especially if you have to watch what seems to be a lot of nothing. Even though there's hundreds yeah. of punches being thrown in the boxing ring, and yeah. you know for those who can understand the movements, the heads, you know all of that, for the average fighter or the average watcher, I just want to see someone get knocked out. Yeah, I want to see someone I, get hurt. It's like the typical gladiator thing. We want yeah. blood. We want blood, and we want to show. And I think um, that's the that's the problem with boxing. Like, boxing is it's designed to be a sport. You know, it's uh-huh. it's an actual Olympic sport. Yeah, we we call it fighting because it is a contact sport, but it's a sport. Yep. UFC is mixed martial arts. They consider it combat. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's so many rules in boxing. You know the. You know, they're separating them, and you can't get tangled up, and you can't rabbit punch, you can't hit below the belt, and you can't hold. There's so many rules because it's a sport. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not designed for people to get hurt. It's just designed for people to get knocked out. 
But yeah. the UFC, elbows, knees, slams, all those things right there, that can that I, I'm surprised people don't get hurt more in USC. But they say USC is safer than Boston because you don't get hit as many times. Yeah, but it just takes that one one thing. <laughs> it just takes that one combo, that one like that's all it takes. But it's um it's crazy. It is crazy. I just got a a text from from E. Oh, uh, and the missing link. Yeah. So he just says, uh, Jimmy uh, Hoffa. He's not going to be able to make it tonight. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh. You don't say. <laughs> you don't say. I've been at the edge of my seat the whole time waiting. <laughs> just. Just chomping at He's not gonna be able to make it tonight. He's uh, been in bed all day. So, oh, uh, man, the, nice the frustration. Uh, uh, I just been waiting so long and patient. Oh for man, uh, 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 let me compose. Th- this is this must be what Trump supporters felt like when <laughs> when they found out he lost. <laughs> oh what? I was just so sure he was gonna be here. He's not like I'm so sure Trump was gonna win, but he lost. He's not the president. What Joe Biden? <laughs> you mean America's not gonna be great anymore? But Joe's gonna take our guns. <laughs> He's gonna open the border. It's gonna be a He's new gonna world open order. That border. He's gonna open that border. <laughs> oh man. Oh, speaking of which. So now they're starting to roll out this vaccine. And so yeah. they seem to be the COVID vaccine. So they seem to be really like warring as far as do you take it? Do you not? And they're just, you know, it's almost like the, the fight to be in now, whether you are for taking the vaccine or against taking the vaccine um, to the point to where there are programs where they will pay people to take the vaccine, up to $1,500 to take this vaccine. Yeah, Um, you have to have, by law, you're supposed to have a test period mm -hmm. where certain people, a certain group, you have to have what's called a control group, right? Yep. These are people with the symptoms that you actually give the uh, cure or the the vaccine to. Mm -hmm. And then you have to have a certain group that you give a placebo to a fake one that doesn't like a water pill. Yep. Right. And then you have to see which one worked because sometimes the placebo works. Yeah. People think they get better. They feel better. The placebo works. And those that get the vaccine, sometimes they end up dying. Yep. So So I get it. I get it. But you know what? And again, this is where conspiracy theorist Dante kind of comes into play. Uh-oh. I thought, now I'm not saying I'm for or against it. Because okay. I feel like if you've been doing what you have supposed are supposed to be doing for the sake of your fellow American, then I, I, I don't think that it should be that much of a priority for you to take. If you already have been cautious and aware and doing what you can do to be safe. Now, I'm, I'm not speaking from an absolute position. This is just 
my train of thought right now. It's like, I've been doing everything I can do to keep myself, my family, and everyone around me safe. And, you know, not looking at everyone as if they have uh, COVID-19, but just, again, I don't know who's around you and what goes on in your day-to-day. So I'm going to protect myself from anything. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm good for the most part. Um, but the first thing that did come to mind was things like the, you know, that particular instance in American history where they said, hey, you know, guys, uh, we have this particular vaccine uh, drug that we would like to give you guys uh, that will help with sickness. And it turned out that you was injecting people with syphilis. Um, Are you talking about the Everest, Miss Everest boys? Yeah. yeah. Um, what's that, the uh, Tuskegee Project? Is that what that, um, or oh, am I wrong on that? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, the the Tuskegee experiment. Yeah. Well, they did they did that for forty years. Yeah. They ran that for forty years. You know they did something. Um. When they had that whole, yeah, that eugenic sterilization thing in North Carolina. And they just did a a settlement not even 10 years ago. Yeah. Right. But but when you talk about things like this to to people, specifically white people, conservative and Republicans, they, they look at you and act like you're crazy when you talk about, do you not understand all of the things that black people have gone through that y'all have implemented and you want to say we're playing the victim? Like, who who plays the victim when we were unknowingly sterilized? Who yeah. plays the victim when we were injected with syphilis? Who's playing the victim when we were literally denied home loans and things of that nature? Like, how well, see, can you, gotta you under, say? You got to understand the mentality. <laughs> see, see, black people, and, and this doesn't take away from any other group of people, mm-hmm. our genetics have a tendency to produce an abundance of people. Mm-hmm. It's just the way our genetics are created. Mm-hmm. So our children, before you put anything in our systems, they come out naturally healthy. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that other people's children don't. Right. It's just that there's, there's certain DNA, DNA codes that allow groups of people to be healthy at birth. Right. And when you have healthy children, that means you have healthy adults to make more children. Mm-hmm. So our ability to reproduce is just naturally high. No different than the Hispanics. They don't mm-hmm. watch TV. They don't have cable. They don't watch it. Mm-hmm. All right? They will make babies. Yep. All right? <laughs> and they will make a lot of them without complications. Like they, they, It's just a natural genetic thing. They don't pass on genetic markers that give diseases as much they have some mm-hmm. but that's just a trait of people with melanin have it just yep. is yep that is true well i just find it just appalling just you sit here and have to talk with people who do not know american history but stand at this 
you know, this false pedestal of morality as if they are the end all be all or whatever they say goes. And it's like, you have no idea what this country has done. And just as, you know, even in the year 2000 and on, like y'all want to pretend that this was centuries ago in a galaxy far, far away, like Star Wars or something. Like, nah, this, in, in our state, North Carolina, like, like I said, just, they just settled for a year long, like years. How long did that, how long did that happen? Oh, it ended in the seventies. Yeah. The class action lawsuit just got averted like a year, maybe four or five years ago at this point. In 2013. Yeah. In 2013. Where they, where they did, what did they give? Reparations. Yeah. (laughs) Reparations for just individuals sterilized under the authority of the Eugenics Board of North Carolina, Um, which it was literally North Carolina. The a eugenics program tried to breed out black people in North Carolina. That was the purpose of this program to breed out black people in North Carolina. Like that is crazy. That's crazy. And sterilize about what about eight thousand? Like I'm gonna look up the actual numbers. You know what? Um, It's really it's really not that crazy, Raphael. It's really not that crazy. Go, go ahead. Let me explain why. When people with melanin in their skin, where do we come from? We come from warm climates that have abundance, mm-hmm. right? And if you, have, if you lack melanin, then you come from colder climates that lack resources. So it becomes a necessity of survival if you're living in a cold climate, either I got to have enough to survive or be able to take what you got to survive. Does that make sense? Yep. See, if, if, you, if you're in Africa or South America, you don't have to steal from your neighbor because you can produce the same thing. Uh-huh. There's enough resources. Yep. But if you're in Europe where resources are limited, you better either be a really good farmer or a really good fighter. Because that's the only way you're going to survive the winter. Yeah. So, which one is more logical? It's easier to take than it is to create. So, it just becomes a natural progression for people that are in cold, arid environments to become warlike. Because that's how your ancestors learned to survive. If we don't kill them, they will kill us. They will kill us. So you have to get really good at killing. You have to get really good at taking from other people. Mm -hmm. Whereas Native Americans, you know, oftentimes when Native Americans would have disputes over resources, they played a game called Catching Coup. Have you ever heard of this? I'm about Uh -uh. to educate you right here. So Catching Coup is like, if I can sneak up on you while you sleep and take something of yours, I've won. I've bested you. Wow. But I don't have to kill you. Yeah. To catch coup, you know. Mm-hmm. I ain't proven to you that I could. That don't mean I have to. Right. This would settle disputes. Sometimes disputes would turn physical. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one or two people would die, but never on a large scale that Europeans brought 
when yeah. it comes to warfare. That's just a little of uh, Native American history from the state of Oklahoma. Yeah, from the land of the red man. Land all of the right, red man. All right. So, but all right, I'm, I'm going to read this because I honestly, I'm reading it and I'm just like, uh, all right, actually, I'm, I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it because like, like, I think you, you have to see what I'm seeing. Like, this is crazy. All right. So this is from the News and Observer. So for those who may not consider News and Observer a credible source, you know, y'all think everything is fake news if it doesn't say what you uh, believe or fits your core beliefs or whatever. Uh, now this was updated July of this year, July 2020. Well, actually August, updated August 18th. Act of genocide. Eugenics program tried to breed out black people in North Carolina. So it says... More for more than four decades, North Carolina statewide eugenics program forcibly sterilized almost 7,600 people, many who were black. It wasn't a coincidence. I'm just going to breathe through. This suggests that for blacks, eugenic sterilizations were authorized and administered with the aim of reducing their numbers in the future population. Genocide by any other name. Look at this advertisement that they had. Selective sterilization. You see that? Mm-hmm also protects children for no child should be born to subnormal parents. Mm. This was an advertisement. Denied a fair, healthy start in life or doomed from birth to a mental, a mental institution. Like, but like, how can you like, okay, from 1929 to 1974 and they just well, settled on this in 2013. Now, I'm not playing devil's advocate. I'm, I'm just merely pointing out the time frame, right? Mm -hmm. I would assume, this is an assumption, that they didn't have the state resources during the early 20s, going into the 30s, especially with the recession and World War I coming to mm -hmm. an end and World War II starting. They didn't have the psychological expertise to really help. To, like they used to call people uh retarded right yep and, I, and if you retard they just put you they would put a retarded person excuse me a mentally slow person in a mental institution mm -hmm. as though you were crazy so the, yep. the level of understanding of and i hate using the word retardation but when yeah. i was coming up that's yeah, what they that's called what it we it called was, it yeah it was retardation you know they had there were people with mental problems and mental disabilities that they were classifying as crazy Mm -hmm. So they would put people that had active schizophrenia with people that just had learning disabilities. You yep. couldn't count. You were just slow to the draw and they would put you all in the same house. Yep. And, and, that, and then that was limited because like if you had schizophrenia and you committed a crime, they didn't care you were crazy. They put you in jail. Put you right in jail. Yep. So here is, I understand that you're absolutely right because as time goes, then so does technology, so does sociology and other things that allows us to build upon the things that we once thought to be true or law or fact. Um, and that's kind of the, uh, the great thing about science because it's ever evolving. It's the great thing about civilizations and society because it's ever evolving. Um, but the one thing, there is one constant thing that has traveled throughout the history, especially the history of this nation, that with every atrocity that's been committed, the common denominator has always been racism. 
and mm-hmm. always been white supremacy. So it's like, as things move forward, and then you understand that, okay, we may not should call people retarded anymore. That's not the actual term that we need to use. Then we need to start looking at, you know, mental health, mental disabilities, and things of that nature, and start dealing with the, the things that we're not able to find and distinct from instead of just saying, oh, you're crazy, or you may not be as sharp as we expect the normal person to be, then we're going to just toss you all up in this one group, even though this one group, everyone may have a specific thing that they deal with, but we just weren't able to identify. But we can identify all of these things mentally with people, but we cannot identify the hate of racism and white supremacy. And to actually deal with it and really deal with it because people want to act like we're attacking them personally. It's like systemic racism does not need a individual white person to be a white nationalist or a white supremacist or, you know, a member of the Klan. You know, it's a system of systems. Like understand how intricate when we say systems, you know, it's a conglomerate it's a a myriad of factors and elements and processes and things that form together to kind of explain and move how things work and move in a society because there's always moving parts and you can't really take away one thing because it's going to affect something else and so it's like is a it's a lot of different things that's going on but that one system, it just always seems to perpetually and always constantly uh, prove to disenfranchise and work at a, disenfran- at a disadvantage for people of color. And even though we've been able to make all of these steps forward, it's always seemed to be that common denominator that even now, after all the things that we've learned, especially with mental health and, and how to you know, effectively help people because there's one particular quote that I, I remember from, uh, I believe is Albert Einstein, basically like, you know, if you, if you test a fish, how well he can climb a tree, that fish will always believe he's going to be stupid or something like that. Uh, have you heard that quote before? Uh, see, now I got to uh, look that, it up. That's a no, that's a no one for me. Uh, uh, Ah, yes. If you so it was yep, Albert Einstein wrote, Everybody is a genius. If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Uh and but because that's what it we used to do. supposed to climb a tree? Huh? Because it thinks it's it's supposed right. to be able because, to climb the tree. Because you think, you know, well, this is a test that you're giving me to see if I'm smart or not. And right. if I fail this test this one test, then I'm going to think that I'm stupid and think something's wrong with me. Uh, Even though there may be something else that I may be an absolute master at, that I'm just, you know, a prodigy at, but you don't test me on that. You don't test my livelihood or my value to society by what I'm strong at, by what I I can actually give to society. But but this one bland thing that that may... uh, work to the actual thing I'm, I'm weak at, 
So it may work to my weakness, not to my strength. So because this is what you have as the benchmark to how productive or how valuable I am to society, then yeah, I'm going to think I'm stupid. I'm going to think something's wrong with me. I'm going to think I'm not as good as everyone else, which is what white people have done to black people throughout history. But I get off that. But um, <laughs> but just just it's just um, in in being I agree with with your uh, devil's advocate type thing that people just did not have the resources or the knowledge or you know just the uh, the wherewithal um, to understand exactly what they were dealing with. But it's just that system, that ideology of racism. Uh, always seems to prevail. So like I said, this was seven years ago in North Carolina. Um, of course, you know, he had, NC was one of the states that seceded, but that's neither here nor there. But still, it's just like, this is seven years ago. Seven years ago. And yeah, that's not a long time ago. Not a long time ago. Like, what were we doing seven years ago? I'm about to reveal our age here. Like, That, that would have made me 30. Golly. I don't remember it. Uh, let's see. I think I was married at the time. <laughs> don't let my wife hear that. Um, <laughs> I think I was still married at the time. Yeah, I was like, yeah, because we got married in 2011. Yeah, so I, I was married doing something. <laughs> I don't know, but like. That's I don't know. It's just it's just really crazy for me. Just just kind of think about just how far we've come, but still how far we still have to go. Um, because as much as people like to tell us that things happened so long ago, actually no, no. And I, I would imagine that there's some sort of story like this in just about every state in this country. Oh yeah, um, of course. And I'm actually interested in just 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 to see. You know, just to see. Um, but there's one thing. Oh, oh, oh. Have you heard? Just kind of doing another pivot here. Have you heard that uh, <laughs> breakdancing is now an Olympic sport? It's an Olympic sport. Yeah. I heard that. <laughs> so. I say I got a shot, baby. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I'm going to need you to work on that pop lock. I'm going to need you to go ahead and work on hey, that. Hey, See, hey, work uh, on that lock. Uh, uh, I'm to work on that because we coming. We <laughs> the B boys are back. The B boys is back. <laughs> we in there finally. That I did something made for us. <laughs> we gonna go up there and lose to the Asians because <laughs> <laughs> they're not playing with it. They are now. not playing with it, man. They are spectacular, man. Uh, I know I said Asian, but I know it'd be either China or Japan or one of them, Korea, or somebody. But anyway. Them, them boys and girls over there, they they took hip hop culture, uh, and they really, they really took in hip hop culture because especially the the break dancing and the dancing right. stuff that they do, it is it is amazing. It's it on another amazing. level. So, but still, <clears throat> get up in there. So let's let's go ahead and 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 tone up these dad bodies of ours. Um, lose his kegs and let's 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 work on these pop locking moves. And you know, I still got my cabbage patch. Uh, I, I still got a meat uh -huh. chicken head, so yeah, you know, that. I can do the worm. So, yep, see, I can do the worm. I'm in there. 
I'm in there like swimming. On y'all. I'm just waiting on y'all. Don't 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 slow me down. Don't don't ruin this moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just thought it was really interesting. I thought it was really interesting. So I, I I was wondering of all the different things you could make in Olympic sport. I wonder what kind of pressed the decision for for break dancing to to be an Olympic sport. So. I, but they said, uh, come the the next Olympic Games in 2024, you'll see some breakdancing. They must be getting desperate or something. Yeah. Like, they, they need more viewership or something. They're not making enough. Hey, let's be honest. They're not making enough money. They need yeah. something to bring in the crowd. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Boxing but, ain't doing it no more. Running ain't doing it no more. Right. Is... I don't even think like the bat like basketball is doing it. You know what they should do? They should well, they can't really call it football because then to, to the rest of the world, soccer is called football. Uh, well, they already play soccer. Right. But I'm talking about like American football. Yeah, but everybody don't play American football. I know that's the thing. I'm like, eh, everybody don't play that. That's, that, that's literally that's an American thing. And then you think if they really put together a United States NFL team. What team is really going to beat them? Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, come on, who's going to beat them? Canada? Mexico? Yeah, why not? Why not Canada? In, in, in soccer, sure, but yeah. football? Come on, Rafa. You got too many brothers from the hood. Like, man, I, ain't, <laughs> I ain't never been out the United States, and I get a chance to go win some gold. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I use the example, look at the Dream Team. Like, they, they really shouldn't let NBA players play. Yep. I don't, I don't be understanding it. Yep. Because if yep. you're a professional boxer, you can't box in the Olympics. Yeah. So I wonder. I'm trying to say, like, what is like a worldwide popular sport that they could add to the Olympics and it actually kind of get give them that jolt? I mean, they, maybe, they do. Maybe video games. <sighs> maybe. But just think about the day they'll make video games. And I know it's esports, so all you esports heads and gamers out there, I play games too, so don't kill me. I'm just saying. Olympics? Uh, I don't know. But if they do, that would be a very, very, very interesting and funny day. Um, I would say like MMA, but they do hold like martial arts things in the Olympics. Yeah, they do taekwondo, yeah. judo. So, um, uh, rat, Greco-Roman wrestling, right? So I, I don't know. It's like I guess they just thought, you know what, break dancing. Okay, <laughs> I want to know how they came to that because there had to be other sports, you know? Right, right. I, and we, I wonder what would they, what would they, they. This is this is what they were debating. It was uh, who can hold the breath the longest. <laughs> uh, the looking game, if you catch them looking, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or break dancing, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was a tough choice. Or maybe they were deciding on tic tac toe. I don't know. Oh no, man, it, it was crazy. All right, but so it must have been, it must have been slim pickings. That's all I know. Uh, let's see. I was trying to see if there was any other like other sports that they thought or considered. But then breakdancing was the winner. But it probably was the looking game. I think it was the looking game. I think that's what it was. So it, it was between breakdancing and the looking game. But I'm going to go conspiracy mode for a little bit. 
do you think that, you know, because in 2020, especially with, you know, the, the rise of BLM and how that turned into a worldwide uh, movement, um, which I do think the group Black Lives Matter, the organization, definitely co-opted the original message, but that's another thing. Um, there was a lot of symbolism, a lot of companies, a lot of businesses, a lot of organizations that kind of rally behind, you know, the Black Lives Matter message or movement, whichever the case, but you saw Black Lives Matter on something uh, on, uh, on their type of propaganda and advertisement and stuff. And a lot of it turned out to be symbolism. So mm-hmm. Do you think the Olympics adding breakdancing, which is clearly a hip hop culture, a, a black culture, you know, um, do you think that is a form of symbolism? You know, I I try not to be a conspiracy theory. I know, but it's fun. Theorist, <laughs> <laughs> but is this just not a attempt to codify us as a people? So the Olympic committee can say, "Look what we did for people of color. We we gave you a part of your culture." Uh-huh. I mean, is that I I I, I hate to think. That that's what it is, but to me, because I don't always see how everybody else see it, mm-hmm. that's what it looks like. Because you don't see clog dancing, right? Line dancing, right? You know, so how how is it all of a sudden we get we get uh, break dancing mm-hmm. and we can they can barely decide on if uh, was it country road is a country or hip hop song, right? You know, but we can decide the hip hop. Breakdancing is, is, is that's what it is. It's real. Yep. I mean, uh, now granted, the reverse of it, they recognize our culture, they recognize our movement, they recognize our dance, and mm-hmm. it has had a global effect. And I'm all for that. I'm just I'm weary when someone does something quote unquote for us. Yep. I I, I just am. I'm sorry. I just am. Yep. Me too. So it's just something I thought about like, hmm. I gotta stop talking to you, man. You be making me question the reality, man. <laughs> we should be celebrating hip hop. We always think is, is, like, is this the setup? Is this how they get us right here? Because that's all I'm saying, because this could be the A. Hey, this could yeah. be that simplest thing. Like, yeah. all right, we got something you start, for y'all. So this is what we're Right. So <laughs> Got something for y'all here. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Bow. Yes. So like, you, go nah. you go love it. That's what they say. You so, go so that's all I'm saying. You know, now I, I am happy because I know there are just so many talented, you know, break dancers and, and hip hop dancers. And again, just hip hop is by far, hands down, the most powerful culture uh, in the world. Yeah. It is a worldwide phenomenon, just all aspects of hip-hop culture. Uh, it's, it has reached every crevice of this world. And uh, and people find it to be very, very, very lucrative. So, you know, we just kind of wonder who's trying to get in the way they got into the music industry and, and basically burned hip-hop, you know, the standards to the ground as far as what it really meant you know, to, to be hip hop. So, you know, and I'm not saying the Olympics is going to, you know, uh, I don't want to say whitewash, but, you know, water down um, 
break dancing and things of that nature. Cause I'm actually really, really interested in seeing how it goes, but I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical in thinking it's going to be authentic. Like the same way, like, you know, I'm involved in battle rap. So I do battle rap. And when the people like Eminem and other white people got a hold of this, you know, underground surge is going on in battle rap. They got a hold of it. And then they wanted to do their own little spin and make a movie of battle rap. And then it was completely watered down. And I'm not talking eight mile, but, <laughs> but they grabbed it and it was like a completely watered down thing. So for you battle rap people, uh, y'all know I'm talking about total slaughter. I'm talking about the movie body that Eminem produced. So like just these things that, was completely watered down, whitewashed, and just made to be just a, a joke of what it really is. So, you know, I'm not saying that's what the Olympics would do with, with break dancing and the sport of it, but you know they're going to have different regulations and point systems, how they're going to score this, how they're going to score that, how much time do you get. So I know they're going to have all these regulations and, and, and intricacies and points and measures of how this person will get a perfect 10 versus why this person will get a seven. So I'm just interested in seeing what they will do, what they will implement, what they will allow, what they won't allow, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, I just don't want people to get syphilis. That's all. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's all. Keep, keep the syphilis to yourself. That's, that's all. all. Keep that's the syphilis to yourself. That's all anybody can have. <laughs> that's all. But, uh, but that's, that's it, man. I mean, um, I guess the last thing that I see people kind of getting all up in themselves about, did you see the video of the dude, the restaurant owner in Texas who was going off on the girls for twerking in his restaurant? Oh, I ain't seen that one yet. It Why was, he going uh, off? He should be taking pictures and congratulating them. Yeah, so I'm going to see well, if I can. What city in Dallas? I was just in Dallas the other day. Uh, I want to say I want to say Dallas, but don't, don't quote me. Um, no. I'm just going to ask the obvious question. I'm just assuming here that they were of African-American persuasion. Yep. So, do, do, do. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, oh, I don't want to see if I can find it. Everybody did a video talking about it, so I'm trying to find something where. Mm. Yeah, excuse the the long silences here, you but. And I'm gonna be in it. All right, hold on. Because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, seven people can have somewhere nice to go to. I invested a lot of money. His restaurant? Here's the video. All right, let me share it so you can take a look. All right, you can see it? Yeah. All right, here we go. I invested a lot of money into buying this building, into developing this concept. So black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a... Come on! Stop the music, please! Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? No, no, real talk. 
And so all this twerking and shit, take it to Prime, take it to Pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I want men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves? And you guys are twerking on glass here. If you want to do it, get the fuck out of my restaurant. This is what... All right. So, um... A little bit of context. So before he decided to go off on these women, um, there is other footage that shows him going up to women on two occasions, you know, politely trying to ask them to, you know, not dance up on his tables, not to dance up on the glass, um, and not to, um, you know, just not, not to dance upon this stuff. Because as a restaurant owner, of course, you're thinking like, you know, you're gonna break yourself, and then what you're gonna do? You're gonna try to sue me. So I understood where he was, uh, where he was coming from. But you know, that was, I believe, the third or fourth time. So he lost it. So he cussed everyone out. So everyone has different opinions about this situation. And just from that in the context, do you think that restaurant owner was wrong for you know going at those women, or do you think that he was out of line? It's a double-edged sword, and I hate being in the middle. But huh. it's his restaurant. It's his rules. I mean, as long as he's serving people accordingly, he can make any rules as he wants. Okay. Now, is he white? right the way he came at them? No, I disagree with the way he came at them. But now let me play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. If this was my spot, my rules. I, I'm just – being real, my spot, my rules, and if I don't want you twerking in my restaurant, maybe I have a religious uh, thought process with my restaurant. Maybe this the church helped me get it, and there's a certain level of respect that I want this restaurant to provide. And that's right. what it sounds like he was after. But at the same time, I fail to see how you can you can do all that and then tell everybody to get the fuck out. I mean, right. if, I mean, if it's that kind of joint. If, it, if it's like that, then what's the problem with the turkey? Okay. You know. Yeah, so, all right. So, I'm going to add a little bit more context. They were saying that the music that – so, there was a DJ at this restaurant that was playing music. And apparently, the type of music he was playing is the type of music that you would want a woman to twerk to. So, it was like, well, you, you got a DJ. You playing the music. Yeah. And, you know, the DJ fault? So, I mean – they, they say you, he playing the music, he playing twerking music, so we twerking. So, I mean, if you didn't want it to twerk, why you got a DJ playing twerking music? No, so, I, I don't agree with that. It, it, it can't never be the DJ's fault. He's just playing <laughs> what the people want to hear. Come on, now, we blaming the DJ? <laughs> That's what the DJ, the DJ don't control what people do. Now, mm -hmm. if the DJ going to make them twerk, don't be mad when they start twerking. Mm -hmm. But... It ain't the DJ's fault. Because if they would have started playing uh, country music and they started line dancing, you going to cook him out for line dancing? <laughs> so uh, he, he ain't the Pied Piper. He ain't leading the rats to the, to the right. river now. He, he's just playing music. What you choose to do when you hear it is up to you. This is uh, – I have that exact take because I see both sides. So I see it from the restaurant owner uh, as to say that, you know, I've asked you all nicely multiple times. Please, you know, do not do this because I'm going to see if I can find that video. Um, and it's not sound or anything to it, but just uh, just video of him going to these people uh, asking to, 
And do, 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 do. I mean, I, I don't know. There's a time and place for everything. I, right. When I was a younger man, I want to see girls twerking all the time, which is fine and cool. Right. But I'm a little bit older. I'm a family man. I got a kid. You know, I got a wife. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, when I go out, I'm with family and friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just a time and place for everything. Well, you see, like here, you see him. He's talking with some of the women that was twerking up on the stuff. And this was before they kept doing it. And then he yeah. decided to go off on people. Um, so, and they had another video of him like going to another table doing the same thing. Um, and, you know, so, you know, he got the praying hands, you know, he got the the submissive, you know, gestures like, you know, please queen. See, there's the other, the other instance. It was like, please queen. And then finally, I right, listen, I right, bitches. You you fucking up my shit. Don't be stop being hoes. And if you wanna be hoes, <laughs> go be hoes <laughs> If you wanna be hoes, go be hoes somewhere else. So that's, that's why I can play I, I'm like I see it both ways. Like Yeah. Oh, oh, oh hold on. Maybe I'm not putting uh putting it where it needs to be. First of all, when did it become so acceptable to twerk any goddamn one? First of all. I mean I it when I was growing up. You want to see some people twerking, you had to go to the club. You, go you know to what I'm saying? You go mm-hmm. to the club. You want to see people praying, you go to church. They don't interact. They're not interchangeable. You, you know what I'm Are saying? Are you sure these days? Because I don't know. I, was, I, I'm saying, I said when I, when I grew up. <laughs> when I grew yeah. up. When, when you went to a restaurant where I'm from, you sat down and ate. Mm-hmm. It was a privilege to be able to go into a restaurant <laughs> Nobody harass you, and you eat your food. That used to be the privilege. Now you got to go and twerk, and if somebody say something, it's a problem. It's a problem. I, I don't know. They said, man. "Nah, you being misogynistic. You think you can control a woman? This is my body, my right. You just mad, and you want to suppress a woman's freedom and how to express herself." And you're playing music of our culture, and you don't want me to dance, you know? Would you do this to a white man if you play country music and he started line dancing? See, so you're going to get me started. you got to get me started. <laughs> this so, is what they were saying. This well, is what okay, they were saying. Okay, so my, my first thing is, and I, I have argued everybody about this, don't expect my behaviors to change and adjust to yours. Uh-huh. If you want to be free and sexual, fine. Mm-hmm. But you don't get to do that and then cap and then handicap my sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, if I see you twerking and I go and put my hand on your butt, don't be, oh, oh, you you touched me. You, you shake your ass. I thought you wanted somebody to touch. So I, no, I don't play that. I don't, I don't play that. I, I am a blip. You want to be treated like a lady? Act like a lady. You carry yourself like a lady. You have every right to be treated one. But if you're going to be out here acting like a hoochie, I'm going to treat you like a hoochie. And then don't act like me treating you like a hoochie because that's what you are pretending to be makes me at fault. You was free to activate your sexuality. Don't try to handicap mine because mine is 10 times greater than yours. So if you want to get out here and shake it and show you stuff, good, because I'm ready to play that game too. Because mm-hmm. when, when it goes bad, because it will go bad, all right, you, you're going to play victim. This is I get tired the quintessential of that example. I'm a, this is the example I'm going to oh. give. 
and, I, and you sh- and once you see it, you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. All, we, I, all said, I'm saying, let me get my let me say this. Yes. Women have fought tirelessly for years and generations to be respected. Mm-hmm. It is something that men do not automatically do. Yep. You have to train a generation of men to be respectful and to treat women with dignity and respect. Mm-hmm. And for women to turn around and to throw it all away, it's like when when you get your feelings hurt, don't come to Craig. Don't come because when I when I see it, I'm gonna be that guy below like, well, you shouldn't have been doing that. Uh-huh. Cause you can call it misogynistic all you want to. If you don't feed the animal, it won't bite you. Yep. But if you're gonna feed it, it's gonna do what it's gonna do. It's gonna go do ahead and roll the food. So it's that shit take... pisses me off. That, 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 when when tiger go tiger, don't be mad. It was a, it was always a tiger. That's right. So, that's right. That, that's right. <laughs> you went. You're gonna put your chest out. You're gonna have your skirt all low, and then when somebody thinks, oh, she's a prostitute, she's a hoe, <laughs> and they treat you accordingly, you got your feelings hurt. Yep. You don't have the right to treat me like that. Well, you don't have the right to act like a hoe. But if you're gonna act like a hoe, I'm gonna treat you like a. It just don't make no sense. It, it's it's counterproductive. It's counterproductive. Yep. It very, I, I, I agree. I agree. Now, I, I can't get it. Why, why, even, why do you want to argue about being able to twerk in a restaurant? It don't make no sense. It's a restaurant. You don't own it. Ain't nobody paying you to do it. Yeah. So why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Because, of course, if anything happened, you're twerking on the table, the table break, you want it. You get yeah. hurt. What are you going to yeah. do? You want to sue the owner. If you twerk sure. on the glass and it sure. breaks, you fall through it, you hurt yourself, what are you going to do? Sue the owner. Nah, don't this, do that. This, but this, this is how, this is the this is nah, Don't do that. This is how women see. Like I don't really think they understand how far this reaches. Because when you're in a situation and you get assaulted or raped, right? They're not going to even care about misogynistic. They want to know what were you wearing, how much did you drink, why were you there. They're not going to care about all the rest of that stuff. And then you're gonna. And then what's your what's your defense? Oh, I'm a I'm an independent woman. I can do it. Okay, but then when you get right, you independent. Mm-hmm. You independent. You independent. You were doing what you want to do. You didn't think he was an animal, and found out he's an animal. And now you want to prosecute him, but you was in his place drinking his alcohol. I, I, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Cause I'm I I don't want women to think I'm the bad guy because I'm not. But I'm saying if you're gonna go into the lions, then don't get mad when the lion decides you a lamb. Right. But then, of course, at the same time, we're also not saying, you know, we're not going to do the, um, what's that thing, um, that victim blaming thing. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying there are consequences to your actions. Basically, it. Right. So there's consequences. Yeah, no, we're not saying that you deserve, you don't, we're not saying you deserved to be raped. We're not saying that you deserve it or you were asking for it. We're not saying that. We're just saying, if you are a grown person, adult, who's able to make decisions for yourself, you are still, there are consequences to the decisions that you make. That's all we're saying. Not saying you deserve any harm to come upon you. But Dave Chappelle will say it a lot better than what we're saying it. So we're going to let Dave give the... Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
You can see it. You ever, you ever have this happen? This is how confusing it is. This, this is the practical application of what I'm talking about. Like a guy be out, this happened to a lot of guys, you be out at a club, bar, right? You're just kicking with your boys, and, and a girl walks by, and, and man, she looks good. She looks good. Not good in that classical way. I mean, you know, I'm talking good, like, she got half her ass hanging out her skirt. Mm. Her titties are all mashed together, popping out the top of her turtleneck and shit. And you with your buddies, right? You with your buddies, you got a couple drinks in you. And you see, guys, you might try to talk to it. This might not come out right. I don't know what you say, but <laughs> damn, look at them titties. Right? <laughs> the girl gets mad and says, oh, uh-uh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just because I'm dressed this way does not make me a whore. Which is true. Gentlemen, that is true. Just because they dress a certain way doesn't mean they are a certain way. Don't ever forget it. But ladies, you must understand that that is fucking confusing. Confusing. Just is. What do you want from me? Now that would be like me, Dave Chappelle the comedian, walking around the streets in a cop uniform. Somebody might run up on me. Oh, thank God. Officer, help us. Come on, they're over here. Help us. I'm like, oh. Just because I'm dressed this way does not make me a police officer. And that's all we said. It just <laughs> they're just consequences. Just understand your actions have consequences, cause and effect. Come watch us on YouTube uh, at the Talk My Credo YouTube channel. Please subscribe and uh, just interact with us. If you listen to us via, you know, Apple. Spotify, you know, any other platform, just please just be sure to, to follow us or like us. However, you're able to interact with us on your favorite platform. It will really mean the world to us. Um, and it will really help us to push this forward to allow us to, you know, want to continue to grow, continue to get better. And then to eventually, you know, start having guests, start doing interviews. And then once this, uh, once we're able to just kind of, you know, set up a, a, a live setting, that we can set up for you guys. Um, you know, just a lot of the things that we have planned. Uh, and so once again, we really do appreciate everything that you've done uh, as far as, you know, just watching us, listening to us or both. Uh, so I'm trying to wait and see if Craig's going to come back up in here so we can like sign off properly. But if not, um, then I'll just go ahead and sign off. So uh, once again, prayers, thoughts and prayers are with uh, Big E. You know, there's a, uh, uh, dealing with uh, COVID in the house. And uh, so thoughts and prayers to Big E. Thoughts and prayers with Rudy Giuliani and anyone else who's dealing with COVID-19 right now. Um, just continue to do what you can to be safe, uh, to be healthy, and just know that we are, we're all just doing the best that we can. This is a very, very weird time. And we hope that we're able to provide just some sort of solace or not even that, just some sort of silliness and a way to escape. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and sign off, sign on off of here. Uh, thank you guys. Craig Macklin dropped off, but on behalf of Craig Mack and myself, thank you guys for checking out the Talk My Credo podcast. Uh, we will basically do these things every week. 
Every week we will have one of these episodes out to you. Uh, so continue to rock with us. If you watch us on YouTube or interested in watching us on YouTube, uh, find the Talk My Credo YouTube channel. Please subscribe so we can kind of build that community. And, uh, and then hit us up. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. Any ideas, comments, suggestions, you know, this, that, and the third. Let us know what's up. Um, and we really appreciate any and all feedback. So once again, take care. We love y'all. God bless. Stay safe. Peace.